Why, hello everybody. I am here with a good friend of mine today. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different from our regularly scheduled, not-so-scheduled programming. Now, as some of you may know, I am a very big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. And this is going to be an episode centered around them. Now, me and my good friend here, we have debated for quite some time about which is better, either the sixth movie or the eighth movie. Like, this has been a debate for about 18 months since we originally binge-watched them all. And we just rewatched them today, so I think that this is a really good chance for us to kind of, you know, discuss them and, you know, come to a conclusion as to which might be the better. Now, for full transparency, I, heading into this movie, was easily Team 8. And, and what what team were you? Uh, I, I was Team uh, 6. I thought Fast 6 was just overall the better movie. Mm-hmm. And going into this uh, little debate or discussion of ours, do you still feel that way? Um, Yeah, after watching both of them, I, I, I do go with that. I think that Fast 6 had a really low point. Like, it was rough to watch and I got bored. But the highs in Fast Six are so good. Like I there's there's it's such oh man. It's not seven. Seven is a perfect movie. Seven is a I perfect movie. There is no debating. No debating that. Seven's no, number one no. until maybe number twenty two of Fast and Furious. Who knows? But, I got high hopes for number ten actually, but I um going into this am still teammate. So you know what? Why don't we just jump right into it? And would you like to kinda of go over your uh well, thoughts and notes you took on the sixth movie? Well should we like give them the general plots of both of the movie in nah, case no? they they know how IMDB works. Mm, okay. Um yeah, so um, I kind of went with, like, how many times I men- mentioned family, uh, general cool moments, a couple times where they should have died, which I lost track of immediately because I was, you just get desensitized, um, some Dom moments, some general villain jargon, um, ludicrous lines and Hobbs lines in action, and I also had, like, an MVP, rookie of the year for new people in the movie, and also um, who was the best villain on this movie. Um, yeah, so I guess starting out, there's uh, quite a few cool moments that I liked for this one. First, um, starting off, the escaping, um, when he took down the Interpol, I thought that was great. He hands the guy the bag of money, and there's probably like 500000 in there, and um, he does not, the villains not care at all. Just blows up everything, he has his cool little, like, modified F1 car, and just goes straight into some awesome car foo, escaping out of the fire from that thing, it was awesome. Next one, um, there's a great scene where they're taking sniper rifle on fire, and so, um, Brian gets out with a pistol, and he's, he starts fighting back. He should have died, it was awesome. Um, the tank arrival was absolutely amazing. Um, that that thing was so cool. Like you, and even like looking up to it, like you it didn't really look like there was a tank in there, and then just a tank appeared. And all of a sudden, now you got you got your fast boys, and they're fighting a tank. Um, and then the runway scene, just all of that runway scene is perfect. I love every second of that, uh, especially this point in there. There's quite a few points in there. I'll note one that I think kind of goes underrated is when the bad guy kicks Dom. He like get, Dom grabs his foot, does this cool like spinning hook kick, and it's awesome. Um, there are a couple times when they should have died. There are a lot of times when they should have died. Ending, Dom just walks out of a full-on plane crash. That was incredible. Um, there's a point where like there's uh, locking brakes on the car crashes, and it just they, this car's rolled several times into buildings and the concrete pillars. They should have died there. Um, that's about it. So, um, and uh, there's some Dom moments I can kind of go on, but I'll kind of get what you have so far also. Okay, yeah. So um, for me personally, I just wrote down some general thoughts on the movie. And then I had a separate counter for family moments, a counter for times where women are accentuated in these movies, which happens more than it really should. Um, It's funny to keep track of. Then I also have a similar list of rewards. 
um, some car food counters, and then I also have notable lines and notable scenes. So would you like to go over kind of the notes that you took uh, yeah. um, in greater detail? Yeah, so uh, for my Dom moments and notable lines, um, first off, Dom is bulletproof in this movie, which I love. It really takes it up from Fast Five. That's not a joke. He literally gets shot, and the bullet stops after it just barely breaks his skin. Yeah, in, in the scene, uh, Letty is uh, kind of, Dom's trying to get Letty because she's been brainwashed or she's forgotten her memory. She's been taken in by the bad guy's crew. And she's standing there, Dom gets out, and she shoots him point, point uh, blank into the shoulder. And he just eats it. Like, the bullet isn't even damaged inside of its skin. It's perfect. And it's perfectly encapsulated by his muscles. It's nuts. Um, then he also, <laughs> so he tanks that, um, he breaks the gun seller. He just kind of, he tracked, with the bullet that was lodged in his skin, they retract the gun seller who sold the gun to, Le- um, to Letty. And he just destroys everybody in that room. Him and Brian, Brian kind of watched and like did some reconnaissance. He, Dom was just destroying everybody. Um, let's see. He also saves Letty midair by jumping off of his charger. Um, Letty was on top of a tank, and somehow um, his team like wrapped around a little like hook to the tank, made the tank jump in the air. Letty was on top of it for some reason, and Dom says, "Oh no, I gotta get her." And he goes on top of his challenger and just ramps it into the side of a concrete and jumps over uh, the middle um, impasse of, like, this bridge highway thing they got going and just catches Letty in midair and lands on the car. And Letty, at the end, she goes, How do you know that you were going to save me? And he goes, I did. Or how do you you know there's a car that's going to be there? Because a car broke his fall, which isn't breaking your fall, by the way. No. That's almost as bad as concrete. Well, I mean, he hit the laminated glass, so it kind of, like, folded in and caught him in a way. It's not great at those speeds, though. it's going to hurt a lot. And, of course, he was fine. Um... (laughs) But yeah, and he and he just goes, he just goes. I didn't. I was prepared to die, or something awesome like that. See, he was, those are my dom moments. I don't know what do you have, Robert. Yeah, I think of his exact words in that moment was, um, "I didn't know that there was a car there, but I had faith." Yeah, I don't have um, particular dom moments, but if you don't mind, I'll just like jump into my notable oh, yeah, moments yeah. and lines here. Yeah. So, um, for notable scenes, kind of going as the movie goes along, I jotted down actually a pretty good amount of things. Um. The initial um, chase scene, you know, where they try to break out of Interpol, you know, and go in there and uh, crash down the bad guy Owen Shaw and his crew does. That whole chase scene with their, you know, kind of like highly modified go-kart almost looking things. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. There is this moment, too. The start of this movie is absolutely excellent. It is. It, it is pedaled so to the metal. high. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, there is another moment where um, once they get to the Interpol facility... One of the main characters, Brian O'Connor, um, gets out after getting shot with like a Barrett 50 cal sniper, which is a very big, very high power round, and he somehow outguns him with his little nine mil pistol he had on him, which was a beautiful moment. I think we can both it was, agree. It was so great. It was very good. Um, another moment I have is that in that same chase scene to try and catch the bad guy Owen Shaw, uh, one of the main characters, Luke Hobbs, played by Dwayne the Rock Johnson, jumps off of a moving uh, bridge while inside a moving car and then jumps on top of the bad guy Owen Shaw's car. It defies all oh. physics and it's a very beautiful moment. No, that scene is amazing. It's the it fact, is. Yeah, I love that scene. Wonderful. Um, I also have previously mentioned Letty shoots Dom or she shoots him at point blank range and somehow his body just says no and stops the bullet. I mean, and it wasn't even like the bullet got squashing him in or anything. It literally just his muscles kind of caught it and engulfed it it was like it a, was 
amazing. Like a wave catching a surfer, it was perfectly preserved. It was insane, yeah. Um, I really like the car jargon in this movie in particular because they throw around a lot of like fancy terms to try and describe the bad guys kind of go-kart looking things. Um, they say words such as, you know, like, they go, oh, you know, is it a turbo diesel hydraulic suspension? No, electric magnetic drive suspension and all these things to try and remind you that it's a car movie. Because keep in mind, before this movie, really, they were, you well, know, still... Well, it kind of went off the rails a little bit, but they were still, this was before they were just super spies, and like, you know, their main asset really was just that they were driving good at car, they were good at driving cars, and were kind of, you know, thieves on the side. So, it, I found it really fun how they were trying to remind us that this is supposed to be a car movie, by just throwing around all these car jargon terms. I don't know about you, but that was a special it's, moment for it's me. It's pretty good. Then there is a scene where, um, Tage Parker... Played by Ludacris, of course. Um, he goes into like a classic car auction and buys up all of the cars after being told that there's no way he could afford all them. And then the guy who ran the auction, he forces him to strip and give his clothes to Luke Hobbs, which is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. We'll just say the Rock. Yeah. Everybody's gonna remember that easier. Yeah. So that was a really special moment for me too. How he just kind of like blackmailed him into stripping sight on scene down to his undies. That was pretty fun. Made him give him like his five thousand dollar watch too. Yeah. Yeah. Really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, then I have Dom's race with Letty at about halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah, was that was a pretty fun one. You know, it was kind of like a classic Fast and Furious chase where they were just racing and then they got chased by the cops and they had to, you know, do some fun little car food to get out of it, it and was, stuff. It was back before they were not superhuman. Yeah. Was, they were regular people just racing cars. It was again. a fun throwback, yeah, and I really liked the cars well, in it. And, and in that aspect, I like it because Dom cures, um... Letty's Alzheimer's essentially. He fully cures it just by giving her a few quick Riz looks and like they're good. Does does a cool little J turn, rizzes her up, and at the end she's like, "Oh, I know who I am." Or she got she's much more like the Rizzly Bear definitely came out for this race. <laughs> that's for out. sure. Oh yeah. Um, what do we have next? Oh yeah, this was a really special moment. Um, where the tank jumps out of the truck. Like an uh, actual yeah. tank, you know, like a military vehicle, it jumps out of a truck. Yeah, they, they stop a they stop this military vehicle with like this cool grappling hook thing. That this they, is a pretty cool grappling. It's hook. been it was, it was set up really well in the movie. It was, was Chekhov's gun was used well. It was, then it was used consistently, and then you think that oh the bad guy stopped, and a tank just appears out of thin air, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun, yeah. Um, and then, oh, and, well, that leads into one of the underrated line from Ludacris, which where, is, um, he goes, "We need plan A, B, C, D, E, F. We need more alphabets for this plan." It was a pretty good line <laughs> from him. That is for sure. That was a great one. And then we have the uh, tank chase itself, which is pretty fun all around. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think that they were really kind of able to keep the tension up, and that even though the cars were faster than a tank, they it's a really tank. couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't really stop it, which I thought well, was kind of a fun change of pace in a way. And this is when we go kind of to, towards the debate here. They really use great car food in this movie. They, they do use good car food. Car, that is for sure. Should we describe what car food is? I, I well, I think I'll give my definition of car food once we start our kind of placement arguments yeah yeah and you know since i feel like car foo is pretty you know intrinsic to what is I, the value of this everybody movie. knows what these movies are everybody's yeah. watched all I mean, nine I don't of them. Know. so like car foo really is just the practice of using your car to do things that it shouldn't do that's almost well, mimicking a martial art in well, a way well, so i would say it's um using your car in ways that cars are not supposed to be used yeah but it's also using objects 
that are placed in the world and or thrown at the driver to then change their immediate situation. See, I've always felt like it was almost, you know, how, like, martial arts is supposed to be master over the body mm -hmm. out of ways that it's supposed it's to be used. It's master of the car, but it's, it's also master, master of the car. Yeah. But it's also, like, master over what's thrown at you, too. Because yeah. a lot of times where Brian will, he'll see, like, a ramp or something like that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can jump the intersection, and yeah. he does it, and it's, it's awesome. It's pretty interesting, yeah. It's definitely a good so part that, that's of the a, movie. that's a rough idea for the viewers of what Carfu is. Yeah. You should, you should, if you haven't watched the movies, you should stop this and go watch seven uh -huh. it's a perfect movie it is no context perfect needed. movie i mean maybe some context would be nope, helpful none well the paul walker <laughs> stuff at the end might be a little bit less impactful if you haven't seen the others <laughs> but i mean honestly it's a perfect movie if i want to say you could probably start with the fourth movie just fast and furious oh yeah and jump straight into it because it was supposed to be kind of a soft reboot anyway so yeah. you could definitely start you there can if watch you four five to. six and have seven really hit hard you could you could but if you really want the full experience gotta start from one mm -hmm. yeah, you absolutely. can skip tokyo drift though that's a trash movie for trash people it's not and great I agree. I wouldn't quite say it's a trash movie for trash people, but it's not it's not great. It, like all the other movies are just so much fun. In Tokyo Drift, like it was a slog for me to get through. Zero I'm, fun. There was like three good moments, and that was just Han because I really liked him in these movies, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, I forgot he was like cool. Anyways, back to back to six. That, yeah. Anyway, so um, another good moment of mine is when Dom catches Letty midair, like you were talking. How he hops oh. out of like a seventy-one Superbird to catch mm -hmm. her midair. Top one of the top top three Carfu. I want to say not even just Carfu. I'll say top five because I haven't really thought about it. But it's easily top five Fast and Furious moments all time. It's probably top three. I just don't want to commit to anything too for sure without really sitting down and thinking mm -hmm. about. But it's definitely up there. We it's, can both agree. It's a beautiful moment. It is. Um, the whole runway chase with the plane and stuff, you know? It's perfect. I love that it's like a 13-mile runway as a mm -hmm. set piece. I honestly would argue, maybe, that it is a better set piece for a finale than any other movie, that... including maybe even the 7. First off, 7 is a perfect movie, so no. But, <laughs> um, but no. Um, it was great. It it's was probably, a really good set piece. It's, it's top two, with one being seven because they had a whole city to destroy. <laughs> I do like how <laughs> seven was concrete barriers were nothing to dom in that movie. I do like how seven was basically just a Mad Max battle for Los Angeles. That was pretty <laughs> wild. Pretty cool. <laughs> it was a very special movie. Um, oh, and then the head airborne headbutt performed by oh, yeah. uh, Dom. So, um, in in this film. We have our, um, the anti- or, not the antagonist, the villain, essentially. Um, and he's fighting Dom and Hobbs, and so... Like, this is, but he's, like, one of the henchmen, and he's, like, this yeah. really big guy. Like, yeah. really, And so, really Dom grabs big. him by his legs and lifts him in the air, almost like he would lift a child or something like that. And Hobbs, or, um... The Rock. Yeah, The Rock. I'm, it's Hobbs. Hobbs jumps and does, like, a 52-inch vertical and just headbutts him as hard as humanly possible. No, 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 that was oh, no, separate. That was a Superman punch. No, 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 so the headbutt was where Dom just jumped up and headbutted him. It was, oh, yeah. It was after Dom just beat the crap out of Owen Shaw that then the... No. That was what I have next, which is the Hobbs and Dom double-team takedown. Oh, I thought you were talking about that Of the one. big okay. guy. No, they were separate, That, but both were incredible. Both were immaculate, yeah. Dom walking out of the plane crash. So in this movie at the end, they, they take down a giant plane after going on a 13 It's like a C5 runway. galaxy, it I'm was pretty nuts. sure. It's um, huge. And the plane crashes... And everybody's like, oh, Dom's dead. And Dom just walks out of the fire, unfazed. Not not a single hair singed on his bald head. No, like, literally, 
it's not a joke. It's, it's not like, you know, he comes out of, you know, the side or anything. Or, like, he looks things up. He literally just walks just out walk. of the and, fire. And then him and Letty make out in the burning plane around them. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then, overall, I gave the barbecue scene a solid 8 out of 10 in this movie. I would say 9 out of 10. I know you, you would, but well, I, so why, for me, it was an 8. Why 8 out of 10? Because there's just some movies that do more for me than this one does. Like, I like mm. how 9 teases out Brian's return. Yeah. Eight just had an all-star cast. Seven gave such a good send-off to Brian's character that it's just an well, undisputed number one. Seven is ten. It is a perfect, it's a perfect movie. movie. Yeah, so I mean that's not a really <laughs> fair comparison. It's hard but to beat perfection. It is. That's why it's a ten. You know. So yeah. Well, that's why I would say this one's a nine. But I would also nine. say that um, Fast Nine, F Nine, F Nine's barbecue scene is also a nine. It's a really good one. They're, yeah. It's a great one. And The Rock also has a great moment where he walks in. And Ludacris says something about, uh, I don't remember what. He, he just, like, makes fun of him, and then The Rock points out how big, and it was uh, Roman Pierce's. Roman, yeah. He points out how big his forehead is, which is actually a pretty funny running it's, joke it's an in imp- the movie. It's an improv scene, and Ludacris then spits out his corona. It is pretty good. In fact, actually, speaking of one-liners, would you like to go in the lines that we both wrote down? Oh, yeah. So... Uh, how about you go first? Hobbs is the best. He they, hits this movie. In this movie, he does nothing but hits left and right. He is just swinging banger after banger. I love him. Um, so a couple of these lines, we have uh, Espena. He just <laughs> he was talking. I, don't, I think he was in the car. He was talking in Spanish, and I don't even remember how he ends up. He just goes Espena, and it was just great. Um, also, and then they're talking about bringing down something, and he's like, well, I'm going to bring us down like the walls of Jericho, and I just like that as well. That was pretty good. Um, he breaks a man in interrogation, and he the, the girl's like, you know, five minutes with me. He goes, I only need two. And he just absolutely destroys this man. He throws him into the ceiling, he breaks his arm, and it, like he opens up the door, and it looks like a T-Rex has just ravaged that whole entire room. It this character is so strong. Um, so do you want to talk about the woman, wolves, and sniffs? I don't remember that exact quote, but it's... Yeah, so um, it, it just... <laughs> <laughs> it had something to do with like if you need to like if you want to go hunt wolves you need to think like a wolf and then he just sniffs right, well, he which off, is really odd. He starts off and he's like, "Woman, if you want to hunt wolves, you gotta think like a wolf." And he goes, and then he sniffs and then he just goes, "Woo!" He makes like a little bark sound or something. Yeah, it's just the sniff is the interesting thing. Oddly enough, actually. Um, Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, sniffs in the very first movie because some girls were trying to hit on Dom and she comes over and she goes, I smell skanks. And I like to think that, like, when The Rock came back for the second movie, she went up to him and she was like, you know, hey, you're a part of this franchise now? Don't be afraid to throw a couple sniffs in there, you know? Because <laughs> it's just so odd you that want, they you, both sniff. You want to say another uh, line? Because I'm just going to say Hobbs lines because I just love Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. So Here, much. do you just want me to go over mine and yeah. then he can be like Hobbs' greatest hits? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll be missed. Hobbs' greatest okay. hits, yeah. Um, this is a really good um, line from Mia O'Connor or, you know... Uh, Jordana Brewster's character, who is supposed to be Dom's sister, she says, we're a family. When we have a problem, we deal with it together, which she just really encompasses the family. I mean, you just, know? this movie, God, family, corona. That's all you gotta know. It is, yeah. Um, another really good line for me personally from Ludacris is, money doesn't grow on trees, it rains from the sky after blowing up an ATM. That was a really fun one. And then I have just sniffs written down. <laughs> I think that was. I think that was a reference to Hobbs. It was. It was. Um, oh, this is a good one. What is it? 
we got this is from Roman Pierce um, after being freaked out about cars flying through the air during the initial chase in the movie where he says we got cars flying through the air what kind of 007 crap is this that was a really fun that was a one. good one and then we have an amazing liner uh, coming after from Ludacris directly after that one saying you got to check you the uh, that emotion man you just went from Shaggy to Scooby-Doo and then he imitates Scooby-Doo yeah, he, mim he mimics the dog and then he just starts roasting his forehead yeah I have, I have five I have a um, five honestly marks here for his forehead jokes I'm just going off on him honestly Roman Pierce doesn't even have that big it's of not. a forehead. If it's, anybody does, it's Dom. I know everybody has been roasting him, and I was I thought that at the um after the Rock made that joke at the ending barbecue mm -hmm. scene, I'm like his forehead's not even that big. Or oh my gosh, um Deckard Shaw in mm -hmm. the next movie, massive, mm -hmm. massive forehead, big forehead there. But Roman, I guess, just he's got the really unsightly one, and it's it's funny, so I'm not gonna complain. No. But no, um. <laughs> Oh, and uh, a ludicrous line that I really liked is, I like that watch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that watch. I like that watch. Yeah, that's from the scene where they make him a strip, and there was another really good rock line I like in that, because, you know, um, Ludacris says that his friend here gesturing over to the rock would like his shirt, and the guy who was the auction, you know, kind of manager, he was a smaller, shrimpy guy, and he said, are you sure? I don't think my shirt will fit your friend there. And then The Rock just looks at him and he says, it'll fit. <laughs> just with such a deadpan look on his face. It was, it was good. Um, he this, just hits every time. I he love does. He hits really good. This was just a fun line from me from Dom. And it's really Vin Diesel's delivery on it that makes it so notable. Because just reading it out loud, it doesn't do it mm -hmm. justice. But it says, want bloody? We can do bloody. Oh, I, yep, that was a you good You remember, one. it was a good one, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good film, better than eight. Um, this was a good one from The Rock where he said, with that um, rear, we'll say, and brains, woman, you'll have me out of a job. Yeah, that was a, just every, the way he delivers every line so casually. I like so, how he says woman yeah. in both almost like an endearing but negative way at the same time. It's impressive. It he, really is. He, his acting chops were really showing on this movie. <laughs> they were something, all right. Um, this is honestly one of my top three Luke Hobbs lines of all time. We're going to protect our little egg. Move it out of the hen house and wait for that darn fox to arrive. That was a really good one. Oh, man. He, he just has so many great And lights. he said it with so much sincerity, too. I don't know how people kept from laughing on set. I don't know either. And then this one, I, I don't know why I thought this one was so funny, but this was from Roman Pierce. Probably because he screamed it in his Scooby-Doo voice, but he said, I got a tank on my buttocks, we'll say. <laughs> Right, so that is that all your? Uh, These your are all lines? my lines. All right, yeah. we're gonna go to the Hobbs lines and actions, the supercuts over here. So we got the wolves. At one point, um, he's just in the film, and uh, who? What's uh, Roman was trying to get something out of the vending machine. Mm -hmm. Hobbs, being annoyed at this, just pulls out his forty-four Magnum in a very echoey room where no one is wearing ear protection, and just shoots the vending machine. Just breaks it entirely. And he says, "It's on me." Yeah, he says, "It's on me." Perfect. Yeah, right. it's so great. Um, the next one, he jumps onto a. He jumps on um to the F1 kind of modified car, 25 feet, like, in the air from his, like, truck. He completely ignores air resistance whatsoever. And this car is going, like, 120 miles an hour. And he just lands on the cars straight on his knees and elbows. Nothing is broken. And then he sees that there's, like, this little barricade. He just jumps off it, rolls on the ground, and as he's rolling, he pulls out his 44 Magnum, and he's, he hits all of his shots as he's rolling and just starts shooting into the tires. It was absolutely amazing. The car flew, and just the general absurdity of it was 
it was top tier Fast and Furious for me. Was it was really good. good. It was really good. Um, let's see. Then um, there's at one point where Dom is being interrogated by uh, Little Brother Shaw, and at this point. We got to Dom, and he's holding a sniper rifle because uh, Shaw had like a sniper rifle pointed at Dom. Dom somehow, or Hobbs, Hobbs somehow knew that there was a sniper rifle because they had like a little laser on um, on Dom. And so he shows up there, has a sniper rifle pointed at Shaw, and he's like, "Oh, you did very good. You have your boys out here too." Well, later we find out that Dom or Hobbs did not know that Dom was going to be here, or Dom did not know that Hobbs was going to be here. So that means that Hobbs just had a feeling there was a rifle point at him, and he was just standing. Like, he, he had a bipod on this thing. There was a place he could have had, like, a platform. He was just standing for ten minutes. And, like, holding a rifle out that long is not easy. He was just casually doing it. I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, we got the we got the eggs one. Um, and then, of course, at the end, Hobbs officially joins the family in this movie when he pulls the loaded gun on the main military man. He that officially joins the, the family. This is a big moment in his whole entire franchise. It is. Yeah, big Hobbs joining the family. It was awesome. And, of course, the car sales was roast. I, Hobbs was just so great in this movie. It was. Okay, so um, do you, so since we're already uh, on kind of your thoughts, do you just want to run through some general points on the movie yeah. and um your kind of pluses and minuses and your overall thoughts on it? Uh, yeah. So and maybe I, go through your awards too while you're at yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think that this movie was was excellent. It starts out super good, and then it dive bombs really hard. It's it really does. boring. It does. It sets up like some plot pieces, but it just does it in a really boring way. But it then it has like a weird like plateau almost v where like it's kind of a straight line super high shoots down really low in that kind of middle section and then shoots up really high again for the tank chase and then all of the runway scene which is a good chunk of the movie so its highs are just so great its low is not that great it's not the worst thing in the world but it's not great comparatively to like how how great this movie is like it was it's better than tokyo drift better anything's better than tokyo drift watching a dog poop is better than tokyo drift but um but yeah so um it it's very that low point is bad, but it just gets good. Its highs are so great, I think it makes up for this movie. So that, that's kind of where I and then uh, my MVP is obviously Hobbs. Every scene in this movie, he just steals the show. Good pick. His, his lines are he they're delivered so well. Um, the villain of this movie, uh, I guess Owen Shaw. Yeah, I guess Owen Shaw. I guess I'll go with him from the best villain. I can't okay. really remember any other antagonist. Um, and then my rookie of the year is actually this is one most people won't expect. It's the car salesman. He was only in this film for about five minutes, but he immediately gets there. He roasts um, my boy Ludacris's drip and the rocks. He starts roasting them for like a good straight three minutes, and then they force him to undress, and he just casually gives him his five thousand dollar watch. I thought he was great, really underrated. He's my rookie of the year for this movie. If I remember correctly, I think it was a vintage of Astron Constantine that he gave him, which is like a solid probably eighty thousand dollar watch. Way actually. more than five thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot. Okay. Do you want to hear my thoughts? I would love to. Okay. Um, just for some like quick little statistics for you. In this movie, uh, my family counter got rained up to 11. Um, my woman counter on, you know, how many shots there are kind of focusing on women went up to six, which wasn't high. But then I think you're going to be really surprised as to what I came up for at eight. And then my car food counter went up to nine, oh. actually. So, but my overall thoughts, I agree. Really strong intro, especially with kind of, you know, that, um, excuse me, especially with kind of, you know, that rap-based intro that mm -hmm. had a nice, you know, montage recapping all the previous movies. Because, you know, there was quite a few years between um, Fast and Furious 6 and Fast 5. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was actually pretty nice how they kind of had that in there, you know. 
Um, you know, Luke was in full force in this movie. Luke oh. Hobbs really came swinging, and he did not stop. No. Gotta give him credit, you Whole know? movie, just a, a big win. I thought it was kind of fun, too, how they're just living in such excess now. It really opens up the possibilities for kind of what they have, you know, capable of, and they, they only expand on it in the upcoming films. Really mm-hmm. fun, you know? Um... This was something that I kind of thought was interesting is that it gave a really nice escalation actually from them previously just, you know, kind of working with drug dealers and petty criminals and stuff to being the super spies that they are now. And I actually thought it kind of made a really nice transition to that, mainly in part thanks to Luke Hobbs, interestingly enough. So I feel like that's a kind of an underrated factor of this movie in all honesty. Um, the whole kind of car launching gimmick and, you know, the grappling hooks... I really liked it. It was a solid gimmick to help complement the Carfu in this movie. Mm-hmm. Can't I cannot knock it. Um, Brian kind of, you know, becoming the vice captain of, you know, uh, the team and everything in a way. Uh, you know, being like Dom's right-hand man mm-hmm. and the guy to help out when, you know, they don't know and stuff, you know. I really liked it. It's kind of nice seeing Brian go from just being, you know, the kid that Dom was trying to take under his wing and stuff, you know, that just had some moxie and everything. It's really nice kind of seeing him fully flourish into the man that he ended up becoming. I thought it was a really nice how it kind of rounded off his arc. Um, and yeah, that's mainly what I have for, uh, general notes. Um, so, some negatives for this movie, Giselle, or, um, you know, what, what's her name, Gal Gadot, yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot's Wonder character Woman. had a really worthless send-off, like, she just kind of falls backwards and shoots a guy, and that's it, and it's kind of more upsetting to me. Well, well. It's a human send-off, but at this point, everybody is superhuman. Yeah, and it upsets me that the main bad guy of this movie, Owen Shaw, that he actually falls out of a plane worse than her, and he somehow survives. That annoys me a little bit, but you know, that's besides the point. Honestly, my biggest gripe probably doesn't even have to do with so much that. It's just that it upsets Han, and as you know, Han's like one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's was the main thing. And then also, too... Owen Shaw was kind of a mid-villain for me. He really... I mean, don't get me wrong, he wasn't bad, but Mm -hmm. he wasn't great either. I think that... I would even argue maybe that Drift King from Tokyo Drift would be a better villain than Shaw in some ways. So I actually agree, because he kind of starts out and his whole entire thing is like, I'm precision, I'm whatever. And then he gets a tank and he starts crushing civilians left and right. Yeah, he tells us he's very consistent. His his whole entire, yeah, and like when that tank scene comes, he kind of becomes more crazy. However, I do got to give this movie credit. He is the direct opposite of or of uh, Dom. Yeah. Dom's all about family, and his whole entire thing is because you have family, you're expendable. Because I can go ahead and take that and corrupt you. Versus him, he's like, hey, I'll, I'll go ahead and expend whoever I want as long as the mission gets done. He's the exact opposite of what Dom represents. And so it's really great that family wins in this movie in the end. Of course. I mean, it's Dom's family. If there's mm-hmm. any family that's going to be it's, able to pull it's it out, be it's, it's going to be Dom's for sure. Um, and also, too, you kind of touched on this, but the whole V-shaped plot structure, mm-hmm. I was not a fan of, you know? I really kind of like a more traditional plot structure, you know, where it starts out lower, then it has a good rising action up to a climax, and then um, it kind of goes into a falling action, you know? Well, That's really good. Or, like, some movies, like, of course, The Perfect the Furious perfect movie, it's just great all the way through. Yeah, or, or, you know, it kind of, instead of having, like, some a really radical beginning and radical end... 
it just has less radical things kind of and then it just gives you smaller little dips here and there mm -hmm. for you to take a break much better pacing than this because somehow the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes of this movie feel like they're 15 minutes and that middle 30 minutes feels like two hours yeah it's well, pretty like, interesting. I don't think that I don't think it's low is that long. It's honestly like twenty minutes. Cause that last section, you have the tank scene and you have the airplane scene. That's like a good forty minutes of the movie. I thought it was about thirty. Is I could it? be wrong. I'm going to recheck that. Anyways, but yeah. So I, I just feel like the plot structure could have really been better. But some good things about this movie. I really like the cars in it. Kind of you know the more classic scene. Like I like Brian's old Dotson. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked the like 71 Superbird, Plymouth Superbird. That is one of my favorite cars of all time. So seeing the man, Dominic Toretto, behind the wheel on it, cannot complain whatsoever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it had some fun ones. Owen Shaw's little cars that were all zipping around. Those were really fun. I, I was a fan of the cars. Another plus for me, Hobbs officially joins the family. Oh, great scene. I mean, the man himself of this movie officially joining the family and even going to the barbecue cannot complain. Even though he really didn't go. He just left early. Well, you know, he's got to save the world. Oh, no, yeah. But but still, yeah. I cannot complain. Um, and then also, too, this is arguably the biggest development point of Carfu. This is where yeah. it went from being a couple of gimmicks in the fifth movie to it being an art form, yeah, I would a, argue. The characters really start to master the cars. I would say so, yeah. Um, some awards for me. For my most valuable protagonist, I have or just most valuable character of the movie really, I have Luke Hobbs. He mm. went full force in this movie. He never stopped. He never missed. And I think he should be deservedly celebrated I for it. I completely agree. He's so great. For my uh, most valuable antagonist, actually, I'm going to have Letty. Oh. Seeing her kind of like mess with Dom and stuff, you know, I thought was fun. And her, you know, kind of internal struggle of kind of, you know, remembering how she fell mm -hmm. and everything in comparison to how she was doing, I thought was actually pretty interesting, mm -hmm. you know. Um... Most improved character for me, easily Roman Pierce. Mm. Fifth movie, he kind of sat back. He was active in this one. You know, he was an active player, mm -hmm. and he definitely got a couple giggles out of got me with his own Roman Pierce flair. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And then um, rookie of the movie for me goes to Owen Shaw. Oh. I think he was the best newcomer in this movie. Wow. But in all fairness, he's also like the only newcomer that yeah. kind of lasts. So that's actually something that's interesting about this movie. In a way, I almost feel like it's kind of inconsequential to the overall storyline. Because mm. all it does... Now, the seventh one, the perfect, the perfect movie. movie. Yeah. I mean, it's you know does everything proper. It does everything perfect, you know, and stuff. But at the same time, like the sixth one... All it does is kind of set up Deckard Shaw, and he's the one that really does everything of consequence. Yeah. Like, what really happens in the sixth one besides, you know, like, Hobbs joining the team, which he could have done in any other movie, really? I mean, yeah, there's not... I wouldn't say it's as impactful as some of the other movies in terms uh -huh. of plot, but in terms of my heart? <laughs> oh, man. It's got it. It's got it. So, well, it's got, like, the fourth tier of my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah, and there's a lot of other ones that, you know, are better. But this one, whew. So for this one, I gave it a solid 8, 7 out of 7.5 or 8 out of 10. I was it's not, one of those two. I was not prepared to rank these movies. Well, we'll just ignore that then, and we'll yeah. just move on to the next one. It's not seven. If it's not seven. It's not a ten. That's all. You, that's all the viewers got to worry about. Yeah, that's a good point. And Tokyo Drift is like maybe a two. <laughs> that's a one. <laughs> 
It's so boring. Okay, do you want to bring us into Fate of the Furious? Um, yeah. So, Fate of the Furious, um, I want to start off my gripes. I'll start off what I like. So, um, Fate of the Furious, um, some of the cool things. Let's see. You well, had, um... Uh, here, how about, do you just want to, yeah, let's just jump into our general notes and thoughts. Yeah, um, so I thought that the Berlin, I liked how they did the transitions in this movie. So, yeah. like, they go, they go to Berlin, and it was a really cool text on the ground, and the same with New York, it kind of showed it over the water. That was really interesting. Um... Uh, beginning in the movie, Dom was just Jesus. It was, it was incredible. He, he was Down in, in Cuba. It, yeah, he was in Cuba. Yeah, he was on his, uh, is on his date, and he was having fun, and he raced his car, and the car like fully caught on fire as he was racing, and he won the race backwards, and he has this great Dom line at the end where he says, um, I, I can't. He was like, he was like, I, don't I know. have it stashed away. Oh, you Would you like to hear? Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, you can keep talking. I'll find it. Yeah. So he says this great line when it's on the lines of like, "I don't want you. I don't want your car. Your respect is enough." Yeah, I have you know it right here because uh, the bet was over. Kind of, you know, our um, bad guy in the moment because um, they were trying to race over pink slips, and the bad guy won. So he was going to give Dom his car, and he said, "Keep your car. Your respect is good enough for me." Yeah. And so yeah. I just I thought good that stuff. was a great family Dom moment right there. <laughs> for and sure. The whole how he won that race is cool, and then the children of uh, Cuba all form around him and cheer. Um, it was beautiful. Um, there's a great point at the end of this movie when I really thought when I really thought that it finally captured what was missing in this whole entire movie which was proper car food. I'll get into that in our little debate uh -huh. here. But um, Roman grabs a Lamborghini and he tries riding it on the ice. It does not go well for him. Eventually the ice ends up breaking and his car is flooding with water. They use that grappling hook set up in the sixth movie and so they grapple hook and he tells him to hang on to his door and now he's just riding this door on a sheet of ice while bullets are flying past his head. Yeah. It's a great scene. It's really pretty like good stuff. Um, there was a NOS movie where he jumped over the submarine. That was awesome. Um, that was kind of for my cool things. Maybe you want to go into some of yours. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I overall, let's, let's look into some of uh, my notable scenes here. Um, Dom, kind of in that beginning race in the um, beginning, I love that he won it in reverse. It was, yeah. That it was, was real something flex. only Dominic Toretto could do. Yeah. It was amazing. I love that the reason that he had to do it, too, was because his engine was on fire. It was, yeah. It was interesting. Um, the Which, rock I mean, soccer game. And oh. how into it he got with mm -hmm. the red dragons. Scary stuff. Yep, he trained a bunch of little girls how to do some more dances, and he just scared the other team entirely. They yeah. won the championship because of that dance he taught them. That was pretty good. Um, I really liked the uh, set piece on, you know, like their Berlin heist with the wrecking ball destroying all the enemy vehicles. Mm -hmm. That was really cool, I thought. Um, Dom's betrayal moment where he looks back at Hobbs with just, like, the anger of the Grim Reaper awesome like especially with the smoke kind of coming all around him and he had the really good you know yeah um warmer side lighting shining on his face and stuff you know and the colder blues on his back amazing stuff mm -hmm. it really accentuated the scene um Hobbs when they go off to prison him snapping his cuffs mm -hmm. and throwing little nobody against the wall that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. One of the best Hobbs moments. Really I think. good Hobbs moments. Probably fact, top five. The fact that literally no chains could contain that man when he was no. mad. Like literally, he, just it snapped so easily. It was. I mean, it showed that he was just there because he was a man of principle, not because he really was forced to, mm -hmm. which I think is fun. The whole prison break scene is really fun uh, with Deckard Shaw, it's, and I. I, I kind of want to go in detail on this. Um, yeah, Hobbs yeah. Breaks his chains. And um, right before this, they're talking about how um, 
Hobbs could really beat up. They, they were saying that they could both beat each other up, yeah, both and him so, and Deckard Shaw. Yeah, and so finally, Mr. Nobody releases the prison, so we get this awesome thing where we have Deckard Shaw running through there doing, like, parkour, and he got Hobbs. He's tanking rubber slugs. Mm-hmm. He's just breaking everybody, and Hobbs, or um, Shaw, gets released, and Hobbs goes, Hey, get him! And he just tases the guards to try to get him because <laughs> they're not getting him. They're trying to contain him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. No, um, honestly, what I kind of really liked about it, especially since it was not only kind of setting up their blossoming relationship in this movie, but their own uh, separate spinoff later as well, I kind of liked how it showed the dichotomy between them, how, mm-hmm. you know, Hobbs is just this massive force of nature, and you know how you had Deckard Shaw literally climbing over fences like a little yeah. spider monkey and stuff? It really kind of showed their yin and yang in a lot of ways, but I liked how it showed their similarities as mm-hmm. well. It was really fun stuff, that's yeah. for sure. Um, Dom's whole hideout raid on Nowhere I thought was like a gut-wrenching scene with Mm. him, you know, having to attack his own family because it was bad enough just betraying them but then him purposely going in there and hurting them and then him kissing Cypher right in front of Letty just stabbed you right in the gut, Mm -hmm. I thought. It It was definitely a good scene and, you know, Mr. Nobody's whole little, oh, well, that's interesting and they're all like, well, one, he goes, that's right here. And then Don just breaks in. I thought it was a really fun scene because it kind of takes you by surprise. Your it first does, watch yeah. around, you know? Yeah, it was, it was pretty good stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, Queenie's whole introduction. Marvelous. Mm-hmm. She nailed it, I thought. Yeah. Really did a good job. I think she was a very good villain in this. Well, well she wasn't really a villain. Because mm-hmm. she helped him. Because she was the one that helped him get his son back. Oh, I'm thinking somebody else. I'm thinking yeah. Cypher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cy- Queen, yeah, Cypher was different, but Queenie's, you know, whole introduction and yeah. everything was really good. The uh, mother of Owen and Deckard Shaw. Yeah, okay, I got those mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was good about her, you know, being like, "I'll let you until you you can give me your case until I finish my cuppa and I'm thirsty." Her little, I thought it was fun, especially when she gets into the ambulance with Deckard mm-hmm. later. Really fun stuff about how she starts pretending to cry. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I actually really liked Cypher taking over all the cars. I thought it was a really fun kind of set piece. And it really, to me, helped kind of build the disparity of the situation because there was nothing they could do against it, you know? I, I thought it really kind of created an uphill battle for our team to come out on top at the end. But you were not a fan of this scene, were you? Uh, no, all kinds. Of, I want you to keep describing that. I'll describe my transgressions with this film. Once okay. We kind of really get into this. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then like the whole little chase scene around New York <laughs> of Dom. We're forty-one minutes into this, and I'm describing like it's going to be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways. Yeah. Um, Dom's like whole little you know kind of fight scene with his family in their cars was really fun I thought and I liked how it just made Dom out like this one man army that the best super spies in the world were not able to take him down it just really adds to him being on a higher plane of existence almost you know and two I'll read it off real quick if you don't mind one of my favorite lines from the movie where they all kind of had their grappling hooks into him from their cars um pulling at him to try and keep him still in one place and he was still putting up a fight and um uh you know luke hobbs says he's he ha- he's got to have about 2000 horsepower in that thing to which ludicrous responds try 3000 and then decker shaw says try five which is impossible 
a car could not have 5,000 horsepower and still be drivable. Well, and this is where my theory comes in that it's more of whenever Hobbs touches a vehicle, his natural power... Or Dom touches yeah, a vehicle. Dom, well, and probably Hobbs, too. Whenever it is that family force that got going, or when they touch that vehicle, it automatically increases its power five, tenfold. Yeah, but anyways, I thought that whole scene was great, personally. It was great, It yeah. was a really good car fool on display, I thought. Mm. Some really... I, I know you're going to disagree with me, but some really fun... Um, you know, kind of work with the grappling hooks and everything, and just seeing Dom just overpower all of them, and also too, it had my absolute favorite car from the franchise really? in it. I really liked that, like seventy Pontiac GTX. Mm, really liked one. it. It's a really good one. Anyways, um, then the next one I have is when Cipher's man kills Elena, the mother of Dom's child. Wild stuff. I thought uh, that was like really cut through to him. And really cut through to the audience that she means business. And then Dom just invading the uh, Russian, you know, kind of naval base all by himself right after Luke Hobbs. Or no, it wasn't Luke Hobbs. It was a uh, little nobody, wasn't yeah, it? Little nobody. Says that they, you would need an army to break into there. And then Dom just rides up in his charger and defeats them all. Classic Dom. That's a classic that, Dom right That there. was a classic Dom W, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Great scene. Great moment, I thought. Um, Roman driving the orange Lambo in the Arctic Circle, I thought was really fun, personally. Mm -hmm. Especially since it was set up earlier in the toy shop. Yeah. That he really liked it, and then that was the one that he chose to have. I thought was fun. Um, then also another Roman mo uh, moment. Roman rides the door like a sled while being pulled by Tage or oh. Ludacris. Hilarious. Great scene. It was a really good moment. Um, then the whole uh, Shaw brother, you know, Owen and Deckard Shaw's raid on the plane to help get Dom's son back. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah, that baby Super scene. Super good sequence. Baby scene was really great as you got <laughs> Deckard Shaw just absolutely going ham, taking out individual, individual, and also talking to the baby, making I, sure he's doing good. I really like the little POV shots, too, from the baby mm -hmm. carrier. I thought that was really fun as well. And then also, too, my final one I have is when Hob just manhandles that torpedo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good one. And then also, too, just touching on the barbecue scene really quick, I gave it a 9 out of 10. You're crazy. How? 9 out of How? 10? Hobbs got a... That one was perfect. We had Brian. We had the whole family. And they, of course, they always say Grace at the end. Uh -huh. You had little Brian introduced in the ninth one, which is good, but I just think that one was so much better. It was also in, like... They were at some weird skyscraper. No, this was Brian's old house or something like that. It was Dom's house. Or, well, yeah, Dom's it, house. Dom's house had just been blown up. So let's give him a grace period, you know? I, yeah, I guess. And also, man, too, was... like, are you kidding me? The lineup at this barbecue, we got all the main cast except for Brian for obvious reasons. Then we get Deckard Shaw. Luke Hobbs actually stays for this one. And then also Mr. Nobody, too. I, I guess lineup, it's good. I think, it's I feel like they're amazing. Tied. I feel like they're both 9 out of 10s. I want to say it's better, personally. You can say that that okay i'm gonna say it's better. it doesn't mean it's right though i'm gonna say it's better personally <laughs> i mean i just am i'm sorry and you know what i'm gonna controversial thing here uh -huh. dom's prayer in the sixth movie is better well dom didn't even pray in the sixth movie it was <laughs> roman pierce oh well, even better than roman's, <laughs> roman's prayer but was better is it not it wouldn't one argue that maybe the head of the family himself praying makes it a more sentimental moment possibly uh well maybe but i just think the actual words being said were a lot better so interesting well anyways that's besides the point i just want to touch on the fact that i gave this barbecue a nine out of ten do you want me to read off some lines and then you can interject any of your own yeah sure 
Okay. Well, as you're getting ready, um, I, there's a great Dom thing here um, where he said, if I say it again, it will, it will be to a corpse. And I was like, that's a great Dom line. That was like, a he, good Dom line. He knows that Very he's the good. big bad. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, so a couple of good lines from the movie for me is what Dom said. The car doesn't mean anything. What matters is who's behind the wheel. Great Dom line. Classic Dom. It also this- adds to my theory about Dom and the family force. Just it, If he's touching a vehicle, automatically faster. It, Let's just understand that. There's a good argument to be made for that. Absolutely. Um, Luke Hobbs, Taylor Swift, you gotta be crapping me, we'll say. Get it together, man. Yeah. When um, a when special agent doesn't know what Tay-Tay is. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was a good one. Um, I like... Um, and once again, Dom kind of really being showing his bad boy streak here, saying, you willing to die for it? Like, Ooh. Dom was, whew. That was a good line. I agree. This is one that I liked, again, from Luke Hobbs, directed at Deckard Shaw. I will beat your butt like a Cherokee drum. That was a really good one. That was a good, good Hobbs line. Yeah, um, a great Dom line. Um, you lost a minute. You interrupted my honeymoon. Ooh, I wrote that one down too, actually. Yeah, this, yeah. that means that Dom was like, the second you messed with me, it was already game over. Uh, I, and that's true for this whole franchise. It is. I like this one um, in, re- in reference to, once again, Deckard Shaw from Luke Cobbs. That tea and crumpet eating some, uh, we'll say gun, son mm-hmm. of a gun. Yep. Really funny, I thought. It's a good one. Uh-huh. This line, just the way that Cypher delivered it, was really funny to me, which was, hack them all. <laughs> I, um, that was a good one. It was. It was a really good one. I liked uh, when Hobbs he meets uh, Mister or he makes Little Nobody and he, he says, "What boy band bus did you fall out of?" I think that was an underrated line from. <laughs> that was movie. actually a pretty good line. Uh, actually, funnily enough, speaking of Little Nobody, I liked it when um, <laughs> Little Nobody was trying to chase Dom, to which Roman Pierce said. Little nobody has clearly lost his little mind. <laughs> that was a good one. A, also, I, we're missing a really cool moment with Hobbs when he just gets really mad and just absolutely punches the crap out of a medical yeah, container. That completely was dents great. it. It was a great moment. That was right a good there. one, too, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let me see. Ooh, I like this when um, Queenie was trying to say the God's Eye, you know, like mm-hmm. a kind of computer system. But instead of saying God's Eye, she says Devil's Bumhole or something. That was pretty good. That was a funny one, I thought. Um, another Hobbs one, Saddle Up and Let's Go Save the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- these are all the lines I have. I don't know if you have any more. No, that's about, I think that's about all I got. Okay, do you want to go into kind of your closing thoughts of the movie overall? Um, yeah, so I thought this was a good movie for setting up kind of what is going to be hopefully expected in the well, what was it? in the ninth movie, maybe in the tenth movie, mm-hmm. probably in the fifteenth movie, whenever that comes out. Oh, it's got to. It's just got to. It's got to. Um, so I, I hope we get to tell our grandchildren about the fiftieth movie back in the prehistoric days or something. I like want that. this to be as sprawling as the MCU. It'd be awesome. It'd be amazing. It's my favorite franchise, honestly. It's mine too. I don't think there's a better cinematic universe out there. No, not no. one with the highs of this one. No, that's for sure. And it's for sure. Um, yeah, so overall, I thought it was a good Fast and, Mu- Mu- um, Fast and Furious movie. Did I think it was better than 6? No. I, I think that I think that it really misunderstood some of the foundational things of what I consider a wonderful viewing of a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting. But I thought that the plot was good. I, there were some great car food moments. Um, it was really fun seeing Dom fight his family to save his family so that his family could be reunited. Um, if you were so, if you were to tell me the plot of this movie and the plot of the sixth movie, and just describe it to me without the way that the movies were produced, I would think that this movie is a better movie. Mm-hmm. 
but just the way it was enacted, I mm. interesting. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you give your thoughts in the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, overall, my thoughts were. Uh, like Don's whole little honeymoon in Cuba, I thought that was a really good kind of intro that hooked the audience in, but it didn't kind of fall for the pitfall of the sixth one, I thought, where it starts out almost too strong in a way mm -hmm. for its own good. It kind of, you know, was just there to, oh yeah, this is a Fast and Furious movie, but not, you know, get you to the point where the rest of the movie feels like it's dragging necessarily, which mm -hmm. I thought was a really good balance that it struck. Um, Let's see here. Um, I thought that the whole plot with the idea of him betraying his family was amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, that whole sequence being set up, the family man himself having to go against his family to save his family, which is a ridiculous sentence, but it's somehow true, you can't beat it. It was super good. Um, I really liked it, personally. Mm. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, Dom's ideals being brought into question, mm. like whether or not family is what's really most important to him, I thought was really good, and especially how, like Cypher said, you always say that you live your life a quarter mile at a time. Where is your family in that quarter mile, Dom? Mm. She's like, when you're, in that, when you're in that car, everything else disappears, and it's just you and the speed in the moment. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, like if that's what you really live for, then why don't you live your whole life like that? Mm. Really good stuff, I thought. Really good stuff. Um, and also, too, there was a lot of fun hacking montages. I really liked the orange Lambo in here. I liked how Deckard Shaw became part of the family. And then, like, some overarching stuff. I would argue that this was Vin Diesel's best performance in the whole series, actually. Really? Nine is pretty good, too. I, for me, him, it's nine. With him, with his conflict with his brother, mm -hmm. really up there. But, you know, the fact that we literally see him cry in this one, mm. and, like, him literally be broken, and the fact that Vin Diesel actually shows that, I think this is his best performance of the series. Mm. Oh. I'm going to say that. Um, once you finish up, we should go over our MVPs and then... Oh, I will. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, I actually think that this had the best shots of the series as really? well. Like, some of its one-off shots mm -hmm. were really good. Like, the one where the I-beam slammed down on the cars. Huh? Or the other one where you saw, um, you know, kind of the little backfire and stuff, you know, off of uh, Tasia's little tank car, you know, and the shell casings hitting the ice. Mm -hmm. Like, it just had so many good kind of slow takes here and there that just looked really good like it was probably i think maybe the best looking fast and furious movie really except for seven because seven is a perfect, it's movie. A perfect movie but that um, doesn't count because it's a perfect, it's perfect movie well i actually there were a couple times when they had like the cgi strikers and the cgi like military vehicles mm -hmm. and it looked a little bit rough really yeah you think when, so when they were first pulling out of like that military complex because i'm pretty like, sure that those were all practical i think they were just maybe something what, looked off to maybe me. what it was because i'm pretty sure they like green screen them on the fake ice that uh, might have been what it was uh, is that the clipping just, on it, it was there were a couple best. times i looked at those military vehicles and i was like this looks rough that's a good point but i think that some of those like individual little standout shots were really good looking hmm. really good looking i would say um and then also too i would actually once again i gave this barbecue a 10 out of a 9 out of 10 no it's not because furious 7 is a perfect, a perfect movie. movie um and also too I thought this movie had the best cars in the series, actually. I actually agree with you on this one. Yes. I really like the, was it, the coil brawler that they brought in at the end there. The rally fighter. Yeah, yeah the rally fighter. Um, 
And then you also had the, uh, what was it? Um, the little GTX there, mm-hmm. too. I thought this, yeah. Excellent that was good. Was the Ice Charger was good. Ice Charger was excellent. That, like, awesome. That truck that oh, that was on tracks was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, the two Subarus that they had in the movie were pretty good. Like, this thing yeah, that, just That weird hit. little hybrid military tank that was super yeah. fast. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That yeah. thing was cool. Dom really and car- Paula at the beginning. Like, really good cars. Really good cars in this movie. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's something that I feel like the ninth kind of underperformed on. But well, let's be honest. It's not a car franchise at that point. <laughs> well, I know, but at least they could kind of fill it up with some fun cars, you know, mm-hmm. like this one did. This wasn't a car movie either. Neither was the six, but they still had some good cars in there. <laughs> Definitely not the seven. <laughs> no, but you know what? It had probably the second best car collection of the series. Mm-hmm. Like you know what? But also too, I mean, come on now. Seven is after all a perfect. It's a perfect. Movie. It's a perfect movie. So really, what do you expect? Um. Yeah, do you mind if I just kind of hop, hop yeah. into my pluses and minuses course, and then we'll, we can go into awards from there? Yeah. Okay. Um, so actually, a minus for me was that it was a bit slower paced at some parts than I might have would have liked. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some moments where I think that hanging around was pretty good for it. But there's some other moments, too, where I feel like they could have just trimmed a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some scenes in particular with Cypher that just lingered on too much. And I feel like some parts, like, you know kind of the mass little car takeover while it was fun i feel like maybe if it started when the cars just were falling out of the parking garage it would have been a lot better so overall i think that they could have trimmed it up a little bit um and also too and you kind of touched on this it lacked some of the you know pretty classical fast and furious kookiness for me Mm -hmm. like apart from the one roman piercing where he's sledding on the lambo door yeah but overall, like, you know, it was still a fun movie. I still had fun watching it, you know, but, like, in the seventh, which isn't a fair comparison because it is a perfect movie. It's but, you know, movie. how they, like, hop the like in Hypersport from skyscraper to skyscraper <laughs> in Dubai, like that, or how in the ninth one they take a Pontiac Fiero mm-hmm, to space. To space, yeah. Yeah, or, like, how in the sixth one, how there's, like, a... There's a tank, jumping there's a giant up. plane. Or, like, how in the it. fifth one, how they're pulling around a giant safe through Rio de Janeiro and Robert, stuff. You're, ru- you're ruining your own argument for why this is better than six. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. I'm going to get into okay. why it's better than six here soon. I'm just saying it lacked some of the kookiness that the others had, right. but it was still really fun overall. And now, I mean, too, the like finale set piece of you know them having to outrace a nuclear submarine, I thought was pretty good personally. And then how Dom took it out at the end with a really good carfu move mm-hmm. um, with the heat-seeking missile, I thought was pretty good too. But I'm getting ahead of myself there. Anyways, I, I actually had a big gripe with that, but we're really? gonna wait. Yeah. Okay. And then also, too, okay, so this is actually a plus and a minus for me, and that was the villain of Cypher. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I was kind of surprised, too, but when I sat back and really thought about it, because on one hand, Cypher broke Dom in a way that no other villain or antagonist really has. Mm -hmm. And the fact that she was kind of setting everything up for the future, I think she did a pretty good job at But on the other hand, I feel like on her own, she kind of is a little weak. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, Owen Shaw... What she did was good, but her, just as a character... Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, don't get me wrong. She really broke Dom in a lot of ways, but, you know, I never felt like she was really as much of a threat as someone like, you know, Owen Shaw, in a way, or Deckard Shaw, especially, you know, because they just seemed like they had so much wealth and power at their disposal. Like, she mm. was just good at hacking and flew in a plane, you know? <laughs> But, like, at the same time, the way that she just broke 
did, Dom did murder um, Dom's baby mama. So. Yeah, Elena and yeah. stuff. You know, the fact that she made him question everything that he was about really was good. And I liked how her bit was that she was kind of smarter, less work harder, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, in something like the ninth movie, she really stands out as kind of being a secondary antagonist along yeah, with someone like Jacob or, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, kind of, you know annoying rich son so as a secondary antagonist she stands out really well but i thought in some ways she was a little too weak for her own good in some instances but overall i I feel like what she was is what um the six villains owen uh, shaw owen shaw should have been if that makes sense yeah i could kind of see that he was in that role i think because that was like precision that you could have still had that aspect yeah yeah i think if she was a little bit more out there Mm -hmm. and then maybe someone like owen shaw or just was, Owen Shaw had that role somehow, I think it would have been a Yeah, lot yeah, I agree, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I still think she was a better villain than Owen Shaw. Yeah, and with for that sure. said, Seven's still a perfect movie. It is, because yeah. Deckard Shaw is a perfect he's, villain. He's great. He's amazing. He's the best villain of the series. Yeah. Well, maybe Jacob Toretto is a very, very close second, but still, Seven That's, is a, yeah, perfect, it's a movie. perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. But then getting into some pluses for me. Um, I thought that it actually, the idea of Dom betraying his family was really good for me, and I enjoyed how it had an actual plot structure with a rising action to a climax, and then it kind of, you know, dipping down into a rising action. It actually doing that was enjoyable to me, because the whole movie felt like a linear line up versus just a little bit of a whiplash roller coaster that wasn't very fun at some point because even though this movie took its time and maybe was slower than its own good at some points you know at the same time at least it felt consistent you know the because i remember when i was in the sixth one i felt like it really dragged in that middle part but i was pretty well engaged during this whole movie i thought and too i said this previously but I think that um, the seventh one after Paul Walker died, which is a perfect movie. I want to reiterate it. It's a, perfect it. one, it's a yeah. great movie. Um, it's but, not great. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But that's besides the point. Um, I feel like after Paul Walker died, they kind of rewrote it a little bit to be the finale of the series. But then it raked something like $1.6 billion into the box office. And Universal said, we got to keep making these. We don't have much of a choice. It just made us $1.6 billion. So, um, they made this movie, and I thought that this was actually a really good transition into, like, a new era. Because, you know, up until this point, it was kind of, you know, just villain after villain and stuff, you know, kind of like a villain of the week style. This, how it's trying to connect it into a bigger overarching story, I thought it did flawlessly, you know? Because this teased out, this gave us Cypher, who teased out other powers that play above her, Mm -hmm. which now we know, and you know, now that she's working with, you know, Jacob Toretto and whoever that, you know, one annoying kid's dad is and Mm -hmm. stuff, you know? Really good stuff. Yeah. The way that it sets all of that up is really good, I thought. Okay. Uh, would you like to get into some uh, maybe awards for you, and then I'll go into mine? Um, yeah, I think uh, most valuable uh, person in this movie gotta be Dom. Yep, I agree. I had him as my MVP as well. Yeah, Dom really was, carries it. Dom was really good again. Like you said, one of his best performances that he's had this whole series. I would argue the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was just he was excellent this whole film. His lines, um, unlike uh. Like Hobbs in the sixth movie were not merely just comical. Some of them were very serious. It's like, oh wow, you're gonna die now because Superman's looking you in the face, or should I say, Mister 
Mr. Family himself. It was, oh, I know, and I liked his kind of motif that he had going on with Cypher about how once you take your foot off the tiger's neck, mm-hmm. it's going to kill you and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he was my uh, most valuable player for this one. Fully agree. Uh, what about a most improved uh, player for you, or most improved character? Who did you have? Uh, most improved? I honestly, I'm not really sure. I feel like that there wasn't a whole... Really? Like, I, I, I didn't really think of that, because I don't know. I, I didn't really feel like there's a lot of, like, people that I could really point to, like, they gradually got... Because, uh-huh. like, like, in the sixth one, you saw the Roman just got really good. Yeah. Yeah. I almost was tempted to give it to Roman again. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but instead, I gave it to Letty, actually, because she oh. really took a good emotional helm in this movie, you okay. know? I thought that was good. Um, and then, f- what about for most valuable antagonist or villain? Who did you mark down? I feel like it has to be Cypher. I um, agree. The I whole- think that just the, the idea of what Cypher is, maybe not necessarily how she played it, but mm-hmm. just the fact that, like you were saying, she really incorporated that there's more stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was really good. And I mean, and, in all fairness... Also, there are some sinister things that she did. Again, killed Dom's baby mama, yeah. had him hostage, had his baby hostage. Like, you're talking about Mr. Family, and you kill, you have his family, like, yeah, I his know. direct bloodline almost family. I That's know. nuts. That's pretty good stuff. And I mean, in all honesty, too... Um, that's who I gave off as my, you know, most valuable yeah. villain. But in a way, too, it's kind of like, who else are you going to pick? Because mm-hmm. Dom doesn't really count, I feel like. No. There was Connor Rhodes, the redhead guy. But, it, I mean, he yeah. just didn't hit the same way. But Cypher still was. I would honestly say she's probably a top four Fast and Furious villain. I would agree. Maybe top three. Maybe. Actually, I think she is top three. Probably number three. Hmm. Depending yeah. on how you look at it. You could argue that Jacob Toretto is now a protagonist, not an antagonist. Yeah. Um, which would maybe put her in, like, I don't know. Anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, who did you have for your rookie of the movie? Rookie of the year easily goes to um, Little Nobody. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Had him, too. Little Nobody really hit for me this movie. He was... He was he wasn't in it like a whole ton and like even in his carfu you could tell it was very young and it needed to, he's like a white belt carfu yeah but he came in there and he was just cracking le- cracking slangs left and right at Roman and he uh, was having a good time and you know what it time. was fun seeing him kind of you know become a part of the family and get what they're all about you yeah. know and also he got like instantly beat up by Hobbs so that has to be some kind of street cred being like I lived Hobbs that was I almost wanted to give it to Queenie. Because mm. she just killed every scene. Like, all of the two scenes she was in, yeah. she just murdered them so hard. Yeah. I almost wanted to give it to her. But, um, I mean, to be fair, between all of the two movies that she's been in, she's been in, like, five minutes of total screen time. So yeah, it didn't feel little, right giving it to her. Minutes played is a little bit rough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But M- Little Nobody was great. Um, For some little statistics for you, I had a women counter of two for that one. Wow. And I, they have progressively gotten better. They like, have. They've really kind of lowered that. Yeah. For a Carfu counter, I gave it an 11. an 11. I counted it Carfu 11 times. Well, we'll get into that discussion separately, but I, keep in yeah. mind, I had a Carfu counter for the 6 one at 9. Okay, but I think once I kind of talk about why I didn't like this movie as much as 6, mm-hmm. that Carfu counter is going to need to knock down a few pegs. Really? Now. Yeah. And then I had a family counter of 14. 14. Which I, beats the 11 of the previous one. But, like, I think that, that was literally counter, the crux of this movie was yeah. Dom's family. So it kind of makes and, sense and for also, it to be. Also, this is when they really started playing into just saying family as much as possible, which I love. Which I really didn't even mark it down whenever they said family. Just yeah. whenever there was, like, family moments in there. Uh-huh. Like, you know... 
um, Dom saving Letty from Connor Rhodes and uh-huh. stuff, you know, things like that. Yeah, that that's really that's a family what family moment. Yeah, yeah. I, which you know makes sense. But anyway, so I want to hear why it is exactly you feel that sixth is a better movie. Um. Well, so I would just start with um why I love the fact I know it's an hour and six minutes already. Why do I love Fast and Furious as a franchise? Uh-huh. I think that it really hits a weird niche that none, no other franchise hits. You got great family moments, like we said, God's Corona, and family. You got those constantly bundled up. Family, Grace, Corona. Family, Grace, and Corona. Original. That was the original. Yeah, um, slogan. But so I think that when you like look at how Carfu was kind of started in five, um, escalated in six, perfected in seven. Because, because it is a, a perfect, perfect movie. movie. Um <laughs> I hate that we've been saying that this whole time. Well, it's true. It is true. It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Um, and then even in 9, they did some really good... Well, and so, like, 6 started kind of like, you got Carfu, which was in 5, and then in 6, you got a gimmick to your Carfu. You got something <laughs> else you can kind of escalate your Carfu with. So, in 6, you had, like, the grappling gun. Okay, awesome. That was a great Carfu thing. Uh-huh. Um, 7... Honestly, that movie's such a fever dream for me that I love so much. I don't really remember the gimmick. It didn't really even have a gimmick, but the car food was just it's, that the good. The car food so Car great. skydiving in yeah, that movie. Yeah, they did. Um, and then that in, was the gimmick, the oh, cars. That, Seven is such a it's great such movie. such a good movie. We could do a whole two-hour podcast, which is about the same time as the movie, about why Seven is so good. <laughs> it is. It's so great. It's just a perfect movie. Um, and then in Nine, you had like those cool little magnetic things. <laughs> in this one, it was just an EMP. Or it was just like a button, or it was just, I'm going to hack the mainframe control everything. Mm -hmm. I believe, in its core, Carfu is a user and a car, Uh and they're using their car to either have an obstacle that they need to get past, or there's an entity outside of the car that they can use with the car to then crush a different item. Interesting. And so... In this one, you had, like, that car waterfall scene where all the cars came animatronically and started chasing everything. There's no car foo in that. There's absolutely zero car foo in that. I do not believe that was car foo in the slightest. It was kind of interesting, but it was not car foo. <laughs> so I don't think I can give that credence. Um, how Dom destroyed the submarine this one was with a button, a little missile. That's not car foo. He didn't destroy it with a missile. The what? heat-sinking missile followed him. Oh, did it? Yeah, because uh, Cypher fired the missile at him from the submarine, and oh, it was using right, yeah. the, the exhaust on his... Uh, no, no, what was the point where like, he came down the mountain and he pressed like the button and a bunch of those missiles? It was NOS. That way he could outrun it. Oh, okay. That was which bad. is a classic Carfu that, move. That was a classic Carfu move. So I think um, it was, and especially how he hit it with just the very uh, you know side of his rear. Uh, that way he could angle behind the submarine. That way he would directly yeah. hit it and not go past it. That was some really finite like, Carfu co- control. You come into like, entering the base, and you kept pressing that little EMP button and it just destroyed everything. Well, in all fairness, he only did it twice and it took out a helicopter. Took out a helicopter and, like, literally let him into the whole entire building, destroying everything. There was just a lack of car through mm-hmm. in 8 and I just really did not appreciate Interesting. it. Interesting. And, like, even when, like even the other characters, they, really, they don't have a mastery of car through like that Dom does. So when Dom's not on the screen, there's not as much car through. You get into 6, Carfu out the wazoo. Let me tell you, there was so much Carfu in 6. Oh. It started at such a high, and you know I understand that you don't like that it went to a low. That low honestly wasn't that much. It was probably like 15 to 25 minutes, and then we were back at top-tier Carfu. Literally jumping over the bridge, the whole entire plane sea in its entity. It was awesome Carfu. Uh-huh. And then there are aspects of, this, um, of the Fast Furious movies, why I love them, is those insane superhero moments that just don't make any sense to happen but they do uh-huh. um in in six you obviously had the, all their all their um fighting on the plane uh-huh. you had dom walking out of a freaking plane crash uh-huh. you had dom launching himself out of 
um, out of his car across the highway to catch Letty onto a different car. There are so many of these moments, even they're fighting and the way that everything works, it's just wonderful. Um, and then in 8, like, when I look back and when I'm trying to remember all the bits and pieces of the Fast and Furious franchise, I don't really remember much of 8. It was a good movie. Interesting. It wasn't a really, like, oh my gosh, that was nuts. Like, the only nutty thing that we really had that is, to me, a Fast and Furious movie is that little, like, um, is the, um... The little scene where uh, Roman is riding on, the yeah, Lambert door like yeah, on a the sled. Lamb, yeah, the Lambert door sled. Yeah. That was about the best car foo. And there was a one little bit with Dom where he had like the crane. Or even the crane thing. It was like the guy pressing yeah. a button. There was no actual him. I have a car. I'm going to like in the ninth movie how Dom needs to cross the giant thing. And he just makes his car into Spider-Man. And it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that was a really good one. Yeah, so that's top my. Top three car food moment. Top three car food Actually, moments. I don't want to say that because there's a lot of there's good so car food. But it's but probably when you top look at, five. When you look at how many great car food moments or just how many great heights are in this movie, you're probably looking at six and seven because it's a perfect it's movie. It's a perfect movie. Um, that's and probably nine. Point. But you're not looking at eight. That's for sure. So I think that although 8 might be more consistent, I think that, like, um, try and think. I think that 8 is like Tyrese Halliburton. He's giving you 20 and 10 every night, and it's great. But Fast 6 is Anthony Edwards on a good night. And, like, there's a little bit of, like, him on a bad night. He's getting, like, 40. He's dunking over the highest Uh center. He's making 3 somehow, and you're like, this guy should not be able to shoot, but he's doing it. Its ceiling is so high, it does have a little bit of a low, but it goes right back to its ceiling. So I have a really, really hot take for you. Okay. You're not going to agree with me, but just hear me out and let me explain some. The Carfu... And Fast and Furious 6 wasn't actually better than the Carfu at 8. The scene with him jumping over the highway is just that good. <laughs> so let me explain, okay? okay it's almost like bias in that wow. that one scene was just so good that it kind of overrides the rest of the Carfu. But for me, there was like three instances of true proper car foo in the sixth movie okay? okay we have of course him you know jumping over with his car and stuff you know to catch letty midair that's one of them mm-hmm. um the you know part where brian knocks the mustang over the edge of it you know to try and help mm-hmm. anchor the tank that's one and then brian kind of you know reversing his car um, as he goes up over top of, you know, the other car and stuff and then making them crash. Mm-hmm. I would say those are like the three main areas of car food in that movie. Actually, there is one more when Brian like knocks that chip off of his car in the very yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three instances or four instances of like real true car food in that movie. But those are peak car food. I don't think so. What? They were an introduction of the art form, but I think that every movie after it has, especially Seven, because it is a it's perfect, perfect movie. Yeah, but I think that every movie after it has better Carfu in it. Name me, okay. Except so for name, maybe the Dom scene, but you that's... You name those four, separate. so name them from eight. Okay, so to start off with, we have, which I argue is a piece of Carfu because of how they had to weave and dodge it, is the Wrecking Ball. I think that, mm-hmm. and... One that I know you can't argue you think with that's better than... is at the very beginning of the movie where Dom hacks that car up and then finishes the race in reverse. That is a classic car foo as far I, as I'm concerned. I will agree with you. That's that is a car classic car foo. That's a classic car foo. Okay. But you think the wrecking ball scene where they just press a button and they all just drive on the side I is do. car foo? I actually think that's You're an element nuts. of car foo to that. You're, you think now, that's granted, better though, than the top tier car foo in Fast 6? No, absolutely not. But those are like the only car Carfu no, moments. No, no, those aren't the six. only Carfu moments. Those 
are the top tier. Well, there's anyway, so many other. We'll just go ones. over the Wrecking Ball one because there's more in addition yeah, to it. So but, we'll just keep moving for saying, time's I'm sake. I'm saying Fast Six has a lot more than that. You have freaking Roman trying to stop a tank with his car, almost getting crushed in the process. Then you have the general bashing of the cars, where you have uh, what was it? You have the Rock's character in his car, and he just decides I'm just gonna jump out of this car onto the other car. I'm counting that as car foo. That's <laughs> vehicle on. Rock on vehicle onslaught uh-huh. right there. Interesting. There's, the wrecking ball scene, I wouldn't even qualify that as car food. There's no car causing the food. Well, anyways, that's besides the point. Um, in addition to that, there is also to the entire sequence. I'm sorry, and I know you won't disagree with me on this one, but the way that they use the cars to overwhelm the uh, blockade, I would say that that's a form of car food. Zero car food. Interesting. Well, anyways, that's besides the point. Well, so why do you think that's car food? Because it's the cars being used to, as you were saying, harness an object or, you know, use something to do uh, interact some form of force on an entity around it. Viewers, this is a straw man logical fallacy. For car food to be enacted, <laughs> there is clearly the need of a driver for car food. So that's where the difference is for you. You mm-hmm. feel that there needs to be a driver in the steering wheel. There needs to wheel. be a driver. That was just reckless abandonment. Car food also somehow keeps the car alive. Interesting. That's a decent point, I feel like you could uh-huh. argue, but... Car food has a driver. It keeps the person alive. It uses the objects of the world that the person has to change with his vehicle to somehow escape, interact, and or destroy another entity. Mm-hmm. Yes. That but, just was a person going, hack the vehicles. And then they and all actually, just crashed into each Actually, her exact words other. were, hack them all. Hack them all. Hack them all. And they just started plowing. It was like watching like water kind of flow. It was okay, but there was no car food. It didn't have the essence of Fast and Furious. There's no... Ah! Oh, that's the <laughs> wonders. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody's headphones just died there. Uh, if anybody's even still listening. <laughs> We're an hour and 16 minutes in. That's besides the point. Okay, other instances. Dom's whole, like, fight scene. There was multiple instances of car food there. The way that he baited out little nobody and drove past him and flicked him with his rear end out Wait, of it. Are you talking about the grappling hook scene? Yeah, okay. yeah, that whole one. The way that he takes down the scaffolding and crashes it down on everybody else. That was a really good car food that maneuver. Was not, that was good car food. It was not really good car food. I would disagree. Well, yep, you thinking you're thinking about 6 as we speak. I see 6 flashing in your mind. No, it's not. I just Don't lie to me. Maybe really good. It was definitely good though. It was okay. It was okay car food for what Dom no. done. Anyways, um, <laughs> you you're in a losing argument right now. I can see it in your eyes. Okay, in addition to that, their whole little grappling hook maneuver and the way that Dom was able to beat, bait out the weak link of the chain, Roman Pierce, mm-hmm. to take everybody out was some pretty stellar car foo. It was, it was good car food. At the end of the movie, the way that they were using their vehicles and stuff, you know, um, to get out and, you know, destroy all those other trucks, I thought was some pretty good car food. The way that Dom is able to weave through that entire area and stuff, you know, and then smash that chain and bring down the I-beam on the other cars, that was some pretty, uh, good car food, I thought. No, 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 you keep saying pretty good, that was okay car food. Anyway. Weaving through, by that logic, weaving through... Fast One started Carfu, which we know is false. We uh, know Carfu's But it wasn't about weaving was through. Time. It was when he came through and smashed the chain and it brought the eye beams down on the other trucks behind him. That was the Carfu element. That to was it. yeah, that was okay Carfu. Anyway, the way that Dom goes around and destroys the submarine you, with his uh the charger, you, that was some good Carfu. How did he destroy it again? I'm so the heat sink and mi- missile mm-hmm. was fired from the submarine, and he lured it out, mm-hmm. turned around, and then he brought it over t- 
towards the um, submarine, and then he hit the top of the submarine with the rear of his car, flipping him around, and then the missile went and hit directly at the submarine since it was trying mm-hmm. to target him, which is now behind the submarine. I, I would say that right there, and the Lamborghini um, ride scene, which he, mm-hmm. um, I would say those are the only good instances of car food. I don't think so. You know who I we... think there's a lot of car foo. I don't think there's a lot of good car foo. Uh, Viewers, when you're old and gray <laughs> and looking back on the Fast and Furious franchise on your deathbed, like we all will be doing, you will not be remembering this mid car foo. You will be remembering the heights and the peaks of six. This insane launching. Actually, no, you're going to remember launch, the peaks of seven because it's gonna, a perfect movie. But you're going to remember bits of six. And you know what's you're great about this, too, is eight. that this entire time we're arguing like over the fourth best movie. <laughs> because like seven, nine, and maybe Hobbs and Shaw or Fast They're Five are all better than them, yeah, probably. They are. This is like we're, we're arguing over the fifth movie, the fifth best movie in the franchise, maybe. So to recap it, you think. I think that the car foo seems to be the real debate here on which is the better movie because it seems like we can both agree on that six had six kind had... of a wacky plot structure mm-hmm. and that right. eight had some now, really good family elements, but we're almost arguing over because here's the thing: I think that you kind of have a philosophy of Fast and Furious just kind of almost being what it is and it being wacky hijinks with the family, but I kind of like the idea of it trying to almost grow into something well, more, so, something so new in a way. I'm, I'm completely fine with that, but they have to keep the core of wacky hijinks with the family. And that's yeah. what 9 does so well, and it that's what really... 7, the perfect movie, Of course, does it's, well. well, it's a perfect movie. It's so a perfect movie, so what do you expect? But it's a perfect movie because it encapsulates what 8 could have been, no which made... is why 8 disappoints me. Because it could have been really good. It could have had a lot of car food moments, but it was just kind of. You ad. know what's interesting to me is that this is like really revealed to us that Nine is easily it's, the second best movie. Maybe because we have been referencing Nine Even every time nine. we try That's and bring like, up a good example of what car, Fast and Furious is. Exa- yeah, Nine is really good. It's and really I think we good. Underrated it the first time we saw it. It really is underrated. We're gonna have to watch it Man, again, but. Yeah. I, it looks like we're in an impasse on this. I think I we're going to get our... I think it might be a tie, unless we can get a lot of viewers texting you or, that or, say 6 is obviously Or we can go choice. to our other associate who's been on this journey with us to be a tiebreaker. She hasn't seen these movies. No, no, no. Our oh, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, one of the you know original ones. But I yeah. think for now, we'll just call it a day in the fact that it's still out for debate. It's still out for debate. We anybody might just who, put it as a tie unless some of our viewers have... Anybody who... Or, or when um, our other associate breaks yeah. our tie. But, mm-hmm. you know, anybody else who has any further, you know, thoughts on the matter that actually might listen this far in, please let me know. Because this is something that we have really been trying to get to the bottom of. And in reviewing uh, these movies, it almost seems to have further polarized mm-hmm. us to a degree. We... we... Somehow, in watching the greatest family in cinematic history, the greatest universe, family, it's actually ruined this family a little bit more. But do you want to know what's funny about watching these two movies? You know what it's made me want to do? Watch Fast Seven. Watch Furious Seven and F Nine. Yep. Which is really interesting to me. They're such great movies. They're such good movies. Yeah. Anyways, um, if you haven't already, go watch from four or five. Just watch them all. Onward. Even no, Tokyo Drift. Don't watch Tokyo Drift. No, that's even, a mistake. Even Tokyo Drift. Is not that bad of a movie. It's just not a okay. masterpiece go, like everything go else. On to, we should go argue... on to YouTube and watch the highway to Tokyo Drift. I would save say that's yourself... probably all right. Yeah. yeah, save yourself like a good, I don't know, hour. And you know, it really should be stated that we both love both of these movies. A I lot. Think. Mm-hmm. I love 
Fast and Furious 6, and I'm pretty sure you love Fate of the Furious, too, yeah, don't you? I do. Like, we both could probably put them on just about any time and have a fun ha- time. Have a good say. time with the boys. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're really fun. It's just, we're literally trying to split hairs and figure out what is probably maybe a better one for our all-time ranking. Yeah, it's very important to us, and, um, yeah, so viewers, if you've made it this far, send in your thoughts. Rewatch the movies like we did today. It took us a little bit longer than the average runtime. First one took us four hours to get through. The next one took us like uh, three four, and a half. Three I and think. a half. We were yeah. speedrunning that one a little bit. Yeah, we got our note taking system down a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, viewers, um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. If you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, um, I do have an email that I have listed in the description associated with this podcast. And please do have a wonderful rest of your day.